0: welcome to Strong Words with Ian Strong. I'm your host, Ian Strong, and thank you so much for joining me today for what should be a fun and entertaining conversation that I got to have with a buddy of mine that I met last year when I did the Falls Count Anywhere podcast talking about my professional wrestling career, Brandon Youngblood. Along with co-hosting the Falls Count Anywhere podcast with friend of the show, Manny Santiago, he also co-hosts the Hockey Talk Man podcast with friend of the show, Pat George, under Pat's Baby Mermaid Productions banner. And on top of being a podcaster, when he's allowed, Brandon is also a stand-up comedian that you can also see performing at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone during Thursday night's Oakman Mike Night, as well as other places. Check him out on his Instagram page, Youngblood666. And in this conversation with Brandon, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a comedian and a podcaster before COVID hit and in COVID times. We're also going to be doing a lot of shameless plugging. And by that, I don't just mean like of ourselves and of our shows. We're just going to be plugging everything. And I feel like it's my responsibility to say something to the effect of the products and programs plugged in this conversation are not necessarily representative of a greater interest on strong words with Ian Strong. Any product or program promoted was not intended and is not intended to malign anyone or anything as the show does not currently have sponsors or sponsored content. (laughs) But before I get started with my conversation with Brandon Youngblood, I just want to take a second to thank each and every one of you who reached out to me to tell me that you enjoyed my last featured episode two weeks ago with my good buddy Dave Sharp as we settled the debate on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's legitimacy. I had a great time doing that show. I enjoyed hearing your opinions as well as the opinions on other things that you think that I should settle the debate about and i'm looking forward to diving into some of those topics in the future but right now let's dive into my interview with brandon youngblood after i do what i do every episode and that's transitioning with a little bit of music that i personally recorded every instrument for right here on strong words with the intro So one of the things that I say a lot when it comes to the things I love about this podcast is I talk a lot about the friends that I've been able to reconnect with and the friends that I've been able to get a deeper connection with as a result of me having this podcast. But one of the things that I don't put over enough is the friends that I've made because of this podcast. And you, Brandon Youngblood, are one of those guys. Me? Yeah. I'll take it. Because if it wasn't for Strong Words alumni... that's (laughs) yes. Manny Santiago, shout out Manny if you're listening... I wouldn't have been invited to do the Falls Count Anywhere podcast, for which you are Manny's co-host. That's right. Or is Manny your co-host? You, you co-host together.
1: Yeah, we have a title belt, and whoever has the title belt, the other person is their co-host that week. Are you allowed to call it a belt? Yeah, it's, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go around me, per se, but it's close. <laughs>
0: oh, no, I meant because, like, that's that's a, a bad word in WWE. Jerky. Oh, yeah, I call them belts. Dude. Vince doesn't listen. It's fine. He's not going to How do you me. know? How do you know he doesn't listen to your he, show? I,
1: I, I drop hints all the time. I've been doing things. Uh, I'm just I'm just making sure he's not listening. He's going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> i are mean, going to get and d on that episode. I can guarantee it. We have to do a Beyond the Mat
0: reference because we just talked about it off the air for like five minutes.
1: <laughs> a classic documentary. Go see it. It's on Netflix.
0: So... Unlike when I was on the False Count Anywhere podcast and made the entire two-hour episode about me. It was great. It was all about you and TNA, and I <laughs> it, loved it. It pretty much was. And not tits and ass. No. It can be if you want it to be. I'll tell you some more stories after we're okay. done. I got some good ones. You know I do. So
1: instead of just talking about me, I want to talk more about you. Okay. Because something I never do this is gonna be nice people act like I'm like a, a weird enigma they're like nobody knows anything about you ever I'm e- like, okay even even when you're on stage no nobody I feel like that's how people learn about me like one day legitimately manny learned I had a dog And he's like I've been friends with you for five years I didn't know you had a dog until this moment right now and I'm like ah, sorry dude my dog's name's mrs Dowfire it's the wokest name of all time you're is that is that a shoot is yeah that... no that's a, that's a shoot brother that's a shoot brother <laughs> Mrs Dowfire I dare someone have a woker dog name than me it's gender it's both genders think about it it's gender fluid it's gender fluid kind of like uh the i hacked dog names i have the best one if you have a dog name mrs doubtfire or
0: better yes email this podcast strong words
1: podcast you can't gmail. change com. your dog's name
0: to mrs doubtfire because i said it that is one thing that i will say uh, to put myself over i feel like i did a really good job of and that was plugging the hell out of everything that i do <laughs> <laughs> on, on your podcast yeah.
1: No, in this story, you can check it out on Strong Words.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, "Here we go." Well, I got I got pictures of, uh, or I got video of Sandman putting beer in my mouth on paper. You can check it out at Ian Strong Words.
1: Dude, yeah, you might as well. Dude, I would, you know, I'll check out any interview, uh, any footage of Sandman putting beer in someone's mouth because I always know that it starts with "Are you 21? That's what it's always gonna be, and then he just pours it. Not in. anymore. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's just doing it.
0: That's how he almost was able to stop. No, I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. Okay, that's fair. All right, so so you do stand up comedy here in the area. Central PA area, for those of you who don't know where I'm from.
1: Yes. How long have you been doing that? About five years, I think. Four or five years. Pretty regularly? Uh, I, I was doing it. So I literally started doing stand-up because of, like, a bet with somebody, where they were just like, you won't do it. And we had, like, this week with, like, my friends where it was basically, like, anything that we, we say, you have to say yes to. Like, that's <laughs> just what it is. It's just called Yes Week. And I was like, all right. And they were pretty tame with me, but then, like, stand up and I was like man I don't want like I don't want it like I'm a fan of it but I'm just like I don't know if I want to actually do it and then like I think like the first time you do it you're just like oh dude this is crack I need more of this I need it in my veins like it's amazing I like how everybody everybody compares something that they need a whole
0: lot of to doing crack as right if done <laughs> it's crack always before. but
1: nobody ever's ever had the crack experience they have no idea what it's like that's an office reference yeah, if you're sorry. keeping track of that as well there You
0: go. <laughs> what, what is it like then Pam scrapbooking <laughs> I love that show. Such a I do great too. show. I you know, even though it's available on Netflix for the rest of well, by the time this airs, it won't be on Netflix yeah. anymore. RIP. RIP. But even though you can watch it commercial free, I always end up watching the mini marathons on Comedy Central and then sitting through the
1: commercials like an right. idiot. Oh, I always do that. I love it. I get caught like like two to three hours a week. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. multiple times a week. It's nice, though, because it's kind of like if you're watching it like on Netflix, or like a platform, you're just going through the entire series. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know what's going to happen. When you catch those, it's like, oh, dude, season four, episode three through nine. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I know what's going on here. So you basically did stand up for the first time on like a dare? Essentially, yeah. Like my, they were just like, you have to try it. And I was like, OK, this is yes week. I have to do it. Like I went and did it. And it was like. Was it at an open mic? Yeah, it was at an open mic like, uh the it was at the Lizard Lounge, R. I P. The Lizard Lounge. <laughs> that got shut down. There's a lot of R. R. I. P happening right oh, yeah. now. But yeah, I just I, I like was friends with people that did stand up, would go out with them like every once in a while. Like definitely had like an interest in it, but it was definitely like no, I have to write like a really good five minutes before I go up. And it's just like when somebody just forces you to go up, I don't know. I guess How how much
0: time did you have to prepare between the time you said, okay, I have to do this, and then you actually going up on stage? That
1: day. So that's the only time that they were like, yeah. So that's why I was just like, all right, friends, this isn't very nice. I don't like that. But I mean, I just went with it. It worked. What what kind of material did you do, dude? I remember it. Su- I remember there was a Minions joke and people <laughs> laughed at it, and I was like, "Thank God, <laughs> thank God," because it's like it starting off strong. And I used to do like this thing where I just like, I don't know why I started it from like day one, where I would just like say like a weird like one liner, and it was like, "Hey, I just got a whole bunch of laser tag tickets from Groupon. Anybody want to go?" And like <laughs> people were like like react to it or not. And I'm like, "Okay, here's a joke," and like that was just I would so weird. I was super weird about it at first. How did you feel afterwards? I was like, "Oh, this is great! I want to do more of this." And everyone was like, "See, we told you it wouldn't be that bad." And I was like, "Oh, I don't think you understand how great it is. Like, you just you have to go do it one time." <laughs> Did any of those people end up doing it? No, not one. No, not at all. I was like, "Why can't you guys try it?" What's going on? You're like, "We're not funny." And I was like, "I'm not either. I don't understand." <laughs> Yeah, because I've seen your stand up. You're not. Yeah, no, not at all, dude. I think I, I talk, So I think I remember I was like. Uh, I, I mean, I mean this as a compliment. And I don't mean to cut you <laughs> off. I think you're funnier in person than you are on stage. I feel that way, too. I feel like I'm very, like, conversationally like mm-hmm. funny because that's like, that's how you get to drop, like, references and stuff and yeah. pop culture stuff. But like, when you're just constructing a bit, bits. Like, you're, you're talking and you got you to gotta build the narrative for sure. But, like, right. I'm just not like um, that. Unless good at
0: you're that. doing crowd work, there's no room to be witty.
1: Yeah, 100%. And, like, I don't know why I'm just, like, not good at talking to people. But every time I try doing crowd work, it's fine. So it's like, it's an interesting dichotomy. I should probably figure it out. I should probably just do craft work more often. (laughs) I should probably focus on that, but I just don't. So how long between the time you did the first
0: time did you end up going back and doing it again?
1: Oh, I was like once a week for like six months. Oh, so like you hit the ground running first time you're doing it. I just went with it because I think I had like, it was nice because, like, I had gone. So, like, I definitely had, like, made friends with comics and was, like, there. So, it's definitely, like, they know who you are at that point. So, like, when you go up, it's not, like, kind of, like, your first time. Like, it is kind of, like, that notion of, like, okay, I've had a conversation with him. I know that he's, like, funny in conversation. Maybe this will be funny. And they're just, like, it was probably, they're just, like, dude, really, minions? That's what you <laughs> <laughs> like, It's crazy. But I remember, I, I, I will admit, I kind of, I did steal a Nick Kroll bit, kind of, where I was, like, So I I had gone to see the Minions movie and then I had gone to like a diner afterwards and I got a tuna melt. But then like I got the tuna melt and it was like, it was an aggressive amount of tuna and I just thought it'd be funny if I was just like, man, 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 I have to send this back because it's entirely too much tuna. (laughs) So I did it to the waitress and she just put her finger in the tuna and then just like picked it up with like her finger and just like put it in her mouth and she's like there now it's enough tuna and i was like ah now i want none of it <laughs> i do zero tunas now i don't need any did tunas. that really happen yeah it really. <laughs> happened. It was bizarre
0: you know what that just reminded me of the wrestler with mickey rourke yes whenever the lady was like there's not enough potato salad then there's too much potato <laughs> yeah. salad and then he ate some of the potato salad <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's exactly what that was like dude it was weird so
0: did you did you start like trying to craft bits and come up with jokes and stuff at that point?
1: Yeah i I mean I, I definitely have like some of those sets like saved in my phone still. That's like that's like uh I'll go back and like listen to video like, or audio au- audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I used to record everything and now I'm just like I get really weird about like having to hear myself. So because I think because I hear myself so often doing other things, that I'm like I just died. I don't want to hear it anymore. I guess like <laughs> if I know that it worked like. In, in any capacity, I'm just going to stick with it.
0: What was like the first thing you said that you, you just felt like it, you really nailed it?
1: Man, I don't know. Because there was like, I've had a lot of like really, I would just try to do like really like shock taglines and you'd be like, well, let's see if <laughs> this works. Let's just see if this goes over. And like, there's been a few of those that like definitely did. But I'm just like now, I'm just like I can't believe I got away with that, dude. I feel like that's, that's so nuts. hard
0: to pull off at an open mic because right? the majority of the room is other comics. Yeah, and they're not going to be shocked by your shock value humor.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like so. I, I I mean, not not to beat a dead horse here, but this was a this was a different time in the world before this was, was a pre. Donnie Trump era when we all thought everything was gonna be great for comedy and it wasn't. But like before that it was like funny because like I I definitely like had like this whole bit like talking about someone's like the dude's like weird. He's a straight up like weird guy. Like he called his daughter hot and was just like, I'd bang her, and Whoopi Goldberg was like, nah, son. Like we're not gonna like why are you talking about that on my show? It's weird. Like I brought that up and it was like I remember there was this, like, this argument I saw on Facebook where there was like, these two people like going back and forth, and somebody had brought that up. And this guy was just like, dude, who hasn't felt that way about their daughters before? And I was like, that's insane. <laughs> Why you put that on Facebook? That's the thing you typed out and hit enter. And you were like, got them, dude. Uh, they're gonna- they can't call me on my bluff here. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. Without getting too political, the best
0: metaphor that I've heard to describe Donald Trump, and I don't remember where I heard it, is he's like a bed of nails. Yeah. Because if you if you step on one nail, it hurts like a motherfucker. That's true. But if you lie on a bed of nails, you kind of get used to it. Yeah, yeah. Distribute differently. And and he isn't. He is seriously a bed of nails because he has done so many (laughs) terrible things, said so many awful, outlandish, and wild
1: things that like you just kind of redistribute your body
0: weight and just lay there and take it.
1: Yeah, you're just like, (laughs) oh, my shoulder hurts again. He must have accidentally said something. Uh oh.
0: (laughs) He's got to figure it out. I'm in need of some acupuncture. Let me turn on the news.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what that becomes, dude. It's crazy. The news is just so sad in general. Uh,
0: it's it's. I hope that with the the change in the presidency, that I, I don't want to say I want things to get better. I want things to get boring.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yes. I want to not have to like worry about the world at large again.
0: Yeah. Like like Colbert said the other night on his show. Remember when you didn't hear about Barack Obama every day? You probably don't because you didn't hear about him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but literally,
1: like like that's what was that's what's been so exhausting with with this dude. Also, didn't have access to his own Twitter account. I will say that too. That's Which, true. Gotta take that away from the don man, dude. You see the time stamps on some of those things? Three thirty in the morning. <laughs> we know nothing good happens at three thirty in the morning. I've
0: had some pretty amazing things happen at 3.30 in the morning. What I'm saying on Twitter, I don't but know. But <laughs> I had paid dearly for them, okay. either it's physically or financially. Or financially. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you remember the first time that you really, really bombed?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, there's plenty of times in that first six months where I was just like, I think the first time I bombed it was probably like a month in. So it was like a lot of like, oh, man, my dumb jokes are working. Cool, <laughs> confidence, like all my friends. And then there was like, There was some reason why like half the room wasn't there that night or some reason, but it was basically just everybody that would laugh at me. And then just going up there and just doing like, I was like, oh, I'm going to hit him with like my tight five. (laughs) Bombs. Like tanks, like what I thought was my tight five. I was like, this is, I got to go back to the board. This is so bad. So were you, were you
0: structuring a five minute set specifically to do five minute sets, or were you just like going there and just trying different stuff every time?
1: Just different stuff. It's like it's like throwing stuff at a wall and just seeing what sticks, really. And you're like, okay, this joke gets a laugh, and this joke gets a laugh. Can I make the two go together? Can I do that, or am I just gonna have to like just bail and go into it? It was basically just taking like, okay, these are the most, these are the three jokes I feel the most confident in, and just being like, I'm gonna do these and see if it works, and then just didn't. And I was like, okay, well, I guess they're not, they're either not great. Or else, like, they just need, like, a little bit of refining. That's it. Hmm.
0: Now, when you're coming up with the your bits or your jokes and stuff, do you normally try to save— I, I'm assuming that the majority of the of the work that you've done has been at, at open mics and not so much feature work. Yeah, have, yeah, have you, yeah, Have you done a good bit of feature
1: work? I, I, like, I've been, like, doing some more recently, like, on, like, local shows, but nothing, like, huge, huge. When I lived in Charlotte, I did, like, one feature. That was it.
0: Is that where you would try out the majority of your new material would be at open mics just to see what would work? And then you would try to work it into your feature work?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, like, we talked about this earlier, but, like, it kind of sucks because I feel like I'm a a story guy. So, like, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I have to have that conversation. So, like, it sucks because, like, some of your stories you're like, okay, well, I got to see if this works over a two-week period, basically, or else I got to hit, like this mic on monday and then this mic on tuesday and see if it'll work for this mic on friday like or like this show on friday like it's definitely like a lot of grinding for sure but it's like i feel like once you get it down or once you like i think it's like more so just knowing your voice of like how you know you say things and like especially like when you structure things in your head you can just kind of bullet point it and be like okay like i can go from this to this and i know naturally i'll just be able to like fill that in like that's fine
0: I don't really know that much about it because I structure nothing okay, and, I, I, and I, I totally just wing it until Manny plays me off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, you came that one time. It was sick. Yeah. Okay. That was structure. Well, I, I talked about this when I had Manny on the show and I feel like I kind of cheated when I say I did open mic for the first time because the song that I had done. I had done before oh, okay. for audiences that were expecting music yeah. because I do this musical comedy thing with my my best friend in the whole world, Dan Freed, if you're listening. Okay. And Shout out, Dan. So, like, I knew that the the song would work because I'd already performed it before, but i never performed it for a crowd that was expecting comedy. Yeah. So even though I had done – that was my first time doing open mic and first time doing stand-up comedy, I kind of cheated in already knowing that that song would work.
1: Yeah, but it's like – even then that's so that's like you're going in when you're just like, All right, I'm gonna come in locked and loaded with the thing that I think is gonna work the most and just like it did it ends up working, you know. Yeah,
0: and, and knowing that I only had like three and a half to four minutes to work with, the only thing I was worried about was the minute and a half or plus yeah. that I was going to say prior to that because I had nothing nothing prepared up to that. Oh, okay. Point.
1: So you were just like, I just gotta I'm gonna go talk through
0: this and then we're gonna figure it out. And that's when I learned the most about stand up comedy in the, in the realm of Writing stuff that you know are, are going to work because, as you know, not everything you say to like your buddy that makes him laugh is going to make an objective audience laugh. Oh, 100%. So, how long were you doing open mics and uh stuff like that before you started getting feature work? So, so wait, let, let me let me go back a little bit yeah, further. Yeah, yeah. You started doing comedy in Charlotte,
1: I started doing comedy here and then I, I moved to Charlotte because so I was like. My friends lived in Charlotte. I was like, I want to go to Charlotte, it's fine. So I love Charlotte. My sister lived there for a year. It's an amazing city. I love Mm -hmm. it. It's a great time. The comedy scene is very like insular down there, so it's kind of like karaoke bars are on point down there. Shout out No to (laughs) one oh one, the best karaoke bar. (laughs) I see you guys. (laughs) None of you are listening, but hell yeah, you guys rule. How do you know I don't have listeners in sharp? that I hope you do. Any of the bar staff at Noto 101, please. I'm <laughs> glad that you have a, just a, like a 20-song variety of Bruce Springsteen that I can choose from every time I'm there.
0: I think the place I went to is called 820 or something like that.
1: Hmm. Okay. I think that that is one. There's one that's like uh, down by like where like Music Factory and stuff is. I I, I
0: don't okay. know that much about.
1: Yeah, I think that- I, I know I where I think the think massage the parlors one. and karaoke yeah. bars okay, are. Okay, sick, dude. You know all the good <laughs> <laughs> spots, dude. My bad. I know. I know two spots. <laughs> You're a connoisseur. I should have known. <laughs>
0: Of all things, fine in this world. Imagine all the things I should be talking about in my shot glass diaries that I don't. (laughs) I yada, yada, yada through so much Uh, things. You're
1: just like, I don't want to get to that. (laughs) We'll (laughs) leave that one out. We'll bridge that. What what are we talking about? Who even knows? Uh, Uh, How how long were you in Charlotte before you came back here? year, and then I came back. What year were you down there? 2015. 2015, 2016.
0: Oh, okay. So the year that my sister were, or lived down there was actually yeah. the year after you had come back.
1: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. We could have been friends so much earlier. <laughs> we messed up. <sighs> if only we knew. That's fine. But it was fate, because here we are. We could have been going to the Caribous Arena watching Ring of Honor together, dude. <laughs> it would have been amazing.
0: Uh, by then, I was so jaded about the business. I, I can't... That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair it, it's fun, it. It's funny because I'll I'll go to my girlfriend's house and she'll see like she doesn't have cable so occasionally Ring of Honor will come on yeah. and she'll be like do you want me to keep this on I'm like no I don't want to watch Ring of Honor Ring of Honor dude
1: it is, unless it's Jonathan Gresham that's the only thing I'm watching right now
0: e- even back when Marty Scurll still worked there I didn't want to watch it
1: boy uh, you know how he like I like that this is gonna be a side note doesn't really matter It introduces the pure title and then all that stuff happens and there's like Uh, Well, I guess we're just going to give it to plan B. And I'm like, Jonathan Gresham should have been your plan A the whole time. He's the best worker on your company. You guys treat him like shit. It's so weird. Like, I don't understand it at all. He's a little tiny Zack Sabre Jr. Please.
0: Well, before we lose the entire audience. Yeah, it's fine. We'll bring it back, dude.
1: (laughs) Comedy. We're talking about comedy, right? Yeah,
0: we're talking about comedy here. So do you perform regularly at the open mics in Harrisburg?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do pretty much like three a week that I'm like fairly regular at.
0: Do you occasionally host there too?
1: Yeah, I, I actually, well, oh, this is going to be dumb, but I'm hosting there in two weeks. Okay. At the Comedy Center for like a weekend show. That, that, that'll cool. be long after. Yeah, yeah. Long yeah, before this long. airs. Yeah, if you guys saw me on November 20th and 21st, please <laughs> shout out to you. Thank you so much for coming out. I
0: should have totally prefaced this by saying, hey, don't mention any specific dates because <laughs> yeah. I don't know when this is going to air. <laughs> <laughs>
1: don't worry, we'll head It won't be in 2020, that's for sure. No, that's fine. Yeah, no, <laughs> come in 2020. Come in 2021, and I'll still be there. Yeah. Go, go listen to my Brad Gilmore podcast. Go
0: back to the future and then go see, yes! go see Young ones So good at plugging. <laughs> uh, there's a gay joke in there somewhere. Yeah, there probably is. But that's faux pas. You can't say that now. You can't do it. You can't do it. No, it's, yeah. fine. it's fine. I tell that to the guys at work all the time because they... they you know what? I'm going to stop what I'm saying right now because I don't know who listens to this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take a poll at work. <laughs> no, the, the point I was trying to make is like gay jokes aren't funny if you're talking about somebody who was actually gay.
1: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. And then like, you kind of got to see how like that, it's like reading the room, you know, it's just kind of got to see like, okay, what does this person say? And okay, I'm going to tag, I'm going to punch just as high as that. And that's where I'm going to set it. And they're going to keep setting the line. And that's where I can go every time.
0: So I want to talk about this, because even though I've been to open mic quite a few times, I'm not a regular. Yeah. Like I may go every 6 I think I went like 6 months between the last two times that I had gone and before that it was like 6 weeks before that. Yeah. What's it like to be a regular at a place that does open mic? Like is is the pressure constant to try to keep the material fresh or to work the material to its
1: potential? Hmm. Or interesting. I I think I do both kind of. Like I think I do both like pretty well which is weird it's a weird humble brag i guess but it's like i'm very much so like i have to do one new thing like especially a comedy zone because i'm like okay this is like my regular room i'm on the damn flyer on the like on the thing like i have to i have to be like do something like keep it kind of fresh because like if people are coming to like See me if they're like, Oh, that's the funny guy, and they come and they see me like that guy's funny. Mm -hmm. They're gonna, if they keep coming back, I gotta try to keep it fresh because, like, I've definitely encountered people for like a whole month just running the same five minutes. And you're like, If it wasn't working at the beginning of the month and you didn't put anything else in there, like, how did you think it was gonna work at the end of the month, you know?
0: Plus, at a place like Harrisburg Comedy Zone on a Thursday night in central Pennsylvania yeah. where 80% of the comics are middle-aged white guys, That's right. you got to do something to That's stand That's right, out. baby. That's <laughs> right. We
1: all look the same.
0: Why do you think Manny was my first in-person comic that I've had on my show? <laughs>
1: Yeah, I gotta get that. I gotta get, I gotta get uh, Yeah, Manny on. Someone looks different before I get three dudes that look like me on. <laughs> I get it. Everybody
0: looks like us. Everybody, everybody the, uh, at, at the comedy. Just zone. Not, varying, ju- not just in general. I'm not trying to be reverse. Varying
1: racist. degrees of baldness and beard and facial hair. That's it. That's all it really uh, and, is. And overweight. Yeah, that too. That's too. It's all the yeah. same, dude. It's all the same. We all dress the same, basically. It's a good time. I like it. It's fun.
0: <laughs> so when you're coming up with with new material, like where do you draw your inspiration from?
1: Oh, I knew you were going to ask this, and I was oh, like, really? "I was like, I they, didn't even know I was going to Yeah, I say. feel like I feel like every time like somebody's like, "Oh, it's talking like," I was just like, "It's great." I don't know, like life, just like it sounds like so boring right, well, to say. Well, but, then
0: like, I'll, I'll rephrase the yeah, question yeah, yeah. because there, there's a lot of different styles of comedy. Yes, what would you consider your style of comedy to be? Is <laughs> it is it more life story based?
1: Is it more observational yeah. humor? It's more. It's like it's it's kind of really in between of what you just said, but it's much so just kind of like it's a lot of storytelling for sure, and it's definitely like. Okay, this is the thing that happened. Like, there may be natural things that happen that are funny in there because, like, that's I feel like most stories, like, that's the reason why you're telling that story. It's just like, yeah, listen to this dumb shit my friend did. And they're mm-hmm. like, yes, this is awesome. This is incredible. But, like, there's some lull moments in there. It's just like, how do you fill them in? Like, how do you make this, like, how do you just punch it up, like, a little bit? Give it, like, a little bit of spice.
0: Do you put that same kind of energy into when you're doing, like, feature work to where you have more time to be able to elaborate and draw out oh, those yeah, stories? Yeah, yeah.
1: I'll try, like, new tags like a lot of the times for sure or the, there'll definitely be times like i mean a lot of the times like just talking to comics in the room just even like they're just like oh that one bit like i remember that and you just like you even just talking over the bit again like they may offer you something where you're just like can i can i keep that is that fine like i mean you're not gonna be talking about this at all so obviously i can use it like yeah it's fine it's cool it's like a lot of that i'll try that a lot how often when you do feature work do you try out new stuff oh it depends on like how, if I'm feeling the room, it's yeah. weird. It's very, it's like a, it's a very like, you just got, I don't know. It just depends on like, if they're really like feeling it. If they're just like, if it's like a hot crowd, I'll definitely be like, okay, let's just, let's try it. Because like, if I think it's funny, maybe this, maybe this crowd will also think it's funny too. Or maybe mm-hmm. if it's something that like kind of got some laughs before. I'm just Which, like,
0: I mean, that's a, that's a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. That, uh, you know, the average person who's never been on stage doesn't understand. It's
1: normally just self-deprecation. It's fine. <laughs> and they're just like, yeah, you do look stupid. You're right. That's cool.
0: Yeah, because like most of my stuff that e- even the stuff that I sing about, I try to do it on like an objective level because everybody everybody talks about sex. I talk yeah. about sex a lot in yeah. act. <laughs> if we nap, <not>, dude. <laughs> uh, or, or, you know, our quirky family members or you know, ev- something that everybody can relate to. But when yeah. it comes to like telling a story that's very specific to you... Especially if, like, they don't know you prior to you going on stage. It's a very difficult thing to try to maneuver to, in order to get the crowd to envision the story that you're trying to tell. You know yeah, I mean?
1: yeah, 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 I know. For sure. That's like, uh, so, actually, I'll give a, I don't even know if this mic will still be happening, probably, when this comes out. But, dude, <laughs> shout out shout out uh, Ron Kane for having, being the savior of comedy during the, the great pandemic of COVID. And just having random open mics everywhere, like, for a week. Like one, literally one's in this dude's living room, and I heralded that as like maybe the greatest mic because it's like, you just get ten minutes and you can just talk, you can just talk stuff out, and like that is the best room that I found like recently where I'm just like, all right, well here's this like story and it has like these funny parts in it. Let me just tell. To so which there's footage of on your Instagram page? Just gonna plug that. Is there?
0: Okay, cool. I, if not yours, then maybe uh, somebody else I've had on no, the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just act like it wasn't mine. No, that's somebody else. That's Mike, dude. What's your Instagram? Youngblood666. See? I'm helping you plug That's your right, stuff. That's right, dude. He's good. I'm normally better at plugging on my show, which is False Kind. Of anywhere with Youngblood and Manny. There you go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Available anywhere you get your podcasts and on Patreon.
1: Yeah, check us out. Patreon.com backslash pod one I'm editing that out. Nice. Damn. <laughs> no, he beat me. That doesn't count because you can edit. Yep. <laughs> I'm being bullied now.
0: Well, all right. So let's let's talk about how COVID has affected your ability to perform because I talked about that with Manny when Mm -hmm. he was on here and how difficult that was for him, not only just to just not be able to perform, but also not have the inspiration to write during the time, and also the the toll that it took on him mentally to not be able to get to perform. Like, did you did you
1: feel something similar to that? It sucks. Like having other outlets so like having like a podcast or anything like that it's like that you can go to frequently and kind of like have as an outlet to offer those thoughts is very nice but like to not be able to do it because again uh crack it's crack Mm -hmm. you know like i need it so like if i can't do it i'm just like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with my time like what like i just sit in the dark i'm like i don't even know what i'm supposed to be doing right now it's eight o'clock and i'm not like in a room watching people just drink pitchers of Miller Lite right now. Like, it's just, it's bizarre to me. When it's 8 o'clock on a Thursday, I'm not in the comedy zone. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing at that point. It feels yeah. weird. I, I, can't, I can't smell stale beer and, <laughs> and
0: 50 different flavors of Hot Wings. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what every comedy room I've ever walked into it's, smells it's every like. every flavor of Hot Wings. Every ever. flavor. Every flavor and stale Miller Lite that is spilled on the floor out of a pitcher.
1: <sighs> Delicious.
0: <laughs> Off the
1: floor. Yes. That's the best form of Miller Lite. Or else falling off of a table when you're trying to clean it up. Uh, You're trying to hide the fact that you spilled your whole pitcher. So you're trying to drink it off of the table by scooping it with a napkin. (laughs) You could also do that, too, if you wanted to. I'm not saying for personal experience or anything. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Definitely wash your hands. Yeah, definitely wash your hands. And don't touch your face. Now you got to wash your hands before Mm -hmm. you didn't have to. It's fine. (laughs) Just drink that right off the table. Who cares? Remember when people didn't wash their hands? (laughs) I was just thinking that the other day, and I watched somebody do it, and I was like, you're an animal right now. I was like, that's nuts, man. Like, I said it to him. I was like, that's crazy.
0: It, it's funny being in a room now and watching the reactions of people when somebody in the room coughs. Oh, everyone's just like, we're dead. Yeah. <laughs> we died already. It, it's it, it's such a crazy time to be living in. How Like, how do you even try to find humor in these, like not only with the political climate, but with the COVID climate, yeah. just all, all the craziness of, of the world that is today. How do, how are
1: you, you just what's your process to, in keeping it light? You just got, you just got it. I don't like, I think like my thing is, I just want to like entertain, I mm-hmm. guess. So Of like, I'm like, okay, so how do I make this? Like, how do I, how do I lighten up the mood? Like, how do I do that? And it's just kind of like reading the room. Like, I don't know. That's a, that's a interesting question. Yeah, I come with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I like it. It's definitely good. <laughs> just all over the wall. Yeah. <laughs>
0: didn't write them down on a piece of cardboard or anything. I'll tell you that. What are you talking about? There's no, no, no questions no, on no, there. There's just nothing. Notes.
1: There's no notes or any. <laughs> I didn't need young blood notes. <laughs> I never have notes. Manny used to write notes all the time. And I was like, dude, just get rid of them. It doesn't matter. You know what I, I said it to Manny. I'll
0: say it to you too. It's kind of a pet peeve of mine when people go up with notes because it makes me feel like that person's unprepared to perform.
1: We were just talking about a headliner that was doing that recently that taped them to the mic stand, and we were like, not even to like the stage or they even, even like brought tape. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like, what is this? So they are they are very prepared to not be prepared. A hundred percent a hundred percent and given the material that i know was happening i was just like why do you even have notes dude <laughs> this isn't good you're just saying the f word every other word dude this is crazy it was ddp didn't tell you <laughs> it was ddp on stage bro it works bro <laughs> come on <laughs> bro all
0: right so let's completely change the timeline and go back before you started doing comedy excellent were, were you a fan of stand-up comedy back then
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, like, who were your favorites we so this is like what's so weird. This, I feel like people have opinions on this man, but I love Daniel Tosh. I thought
0: his stand up is very underrated. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of people judge it based on they want it to be like the the jokes on his show, and yes. his, his
1: his stage show is
0: nothing like his show. No,
1: not at all. Not at all. There was the 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 what you, the cargo shorts. <laughs> fills, car, fills his cargo shorts with change, and he walks around, which for the first homeless person to say ask if he has any change, he says, "You just hit the jackpot, mofo!" And he just throws change at them. I love that; it's great. I i love when he talked about
0: uh how the national anthem sucks because nobody has it on their iPod. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, dude. I agree with that. <laughs> it's I, such a good point. I feel like the national anthem should be a song that either a everybody enjoys or b everybody knows.
0: Yeah, that's my, how I my humps
1: by the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, it gets a, the people going. That is a good one, dude. I do like that one now. (laughs) I want to keep that now (laughs) Damn dude
0: God. I stole it from Blades of Glory. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. There's one song we're going to skate to and one song only. My Homes by Black Eyed, Please. Nobody even knows what that means. Who, nobody who, knows. Who
1: said it? John Heater? John uh,
0: no, Will Ferrell said it. Oh, and then uh, Napoleon Dynamite didn't know what it meant. And of he's course like, he didn't. He's like, nobody knows, but it's provocative. Gets the people going.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when he's on the treadmill <laughs> yeah. singing this song. <laughs> Throw me some chicken.
1: <laughs> okay. I do remember that now. I remember seeing that movie. Okay.
0: It's a, it's a very underrated it's a Will Ferrell
1: movie. What about semi-pro?
0: I love semi pro Semi Pro is a good. Did one. You, did you see the sign when you walked into my house? No, I did not. I have the E L E sign in front of my house. It's the rule of this house. Oh,
1: really? Everyone love everyone. Oh, did I even see that? Okay. Everybody love everyone. I should have known that then. I should have <laughs> known when I was walking into. We stay in Will Ferrell in this household. That's the rule in this house.
0: Everybody love everybody. You I come know. in this house, you love everybody. I like it, dude. Yeah. I don't know. There's some people I don't like. But they're not in this house. They're not in this house, It's yeah. fine. Yeah, it don't worry. Apply.
1: It's fine. Oh, there's a picture of Chris Jericho over there. I don't like it. It's
0: it's a little bit of the bubbly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Again, shout out to Dan. Thanks for the birthday gift, brother. Yeah, we're so good at plugs. We're so good (laughs) at shouting stuff out. Maybe we should just have a podcast where we plug things for other people. We just do commercials for them. I I saw it on my Facebook
0: memories recently, because I I haven't updated a Facebook status in probably like six years. I had a status that said, I saw a vanity plate that said, plug me dash (laughs) N. Okay. And uh, I I said, it's a good thing that they threw that hyphen in there just because you don't want to put off the wrong message. Yeah, you definitely don't. And and say plug men. Yeah, don't plug men. But it makes total sense because it was an electric car.
1: Oh my god, that's a good one. It, it's a really good one. I like that. I want to find out who has the license. I want to be their friend. If if you have the license plate
0: of a of an electric vehicle that says "Plug me in,"
1: yeah, dude, call at, me at Ian Strong Words. I want you
0: on this show for yeah. five minutes talking about it.
1: Oh, hundred percent. You need to. <laughs> You're like you knew what you were doing, right? <laughs> you you knew what it was going to say. Okay. That's All right. Cool. So 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 other than
0: Daniel Tosh, who did you like?
1: uh I really liked like weird kind of like ulti com- like michael ian black was always like really fun for me i also love david tell oh david tell was like great. insomniac was like the craziest show to me
0: michael ian black's been very hit or miss with me yeah like like going back to viva variety when he was johnny blue jeans character yes. i yeah, loved yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, character yeah, yeah.
1: i didn't i wasn't a big fan of his stand-up that much though i i just i always thought he was just like super witty it was like him and like show walter i just thought mm-hmm. were like really like quick and like witty and this, I, like, I liked Red High, like American Summer as well. So I was definitely like, okay, I'll check them out. Like, I'll definitely give them- Isn't it
0: amazing how, like, the majority of that cast went on to have successful careers in comedy? It, it is the
1: most insane thing. Like, it, it, it kind of makes almost no sense. But then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's perfect. Like, it's so good. It's so well done. Everything that Paul Rudd does in that movie, I'm mm-hmm. just like Paul. Dude, oh, bless you, bless you for just humbling me by letting me Ken, watch. This. I love Ken Marino.
0: <laughs> Everything he does, like that may that may not be a household name, yeah. But, garan- but I
1: guarantee. Shout out Ken Marino if you're listening. Shout out him. Ken Marino, dude. <laughs> shout out Ken Marino and party down, party
0: down. <laughs> oh my God, Super Crackers. Let's uh, go. E- e- uh, role models. He's great in that too.
1: He is good in that one, dude. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's the a fourth good. season of Eastbound and Down. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's my show. I love that. I want a Stevie. I
0: need a Stevie in I my. Just life. like I just. I, I, I kind of have one. His name's Jared. Okay. He doesn't listen to the show as often as he says he does, but he will. <laughs> again, he will eventually listen to this. Okay. Jared, go to YouTube right now and look up "Best of Stevie Janowski." You're that guy.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah, you may name may, Kenny. <laughs> you may not be that guy, but I treat you like you're that guy. Uh, just, oh
1: my god! Yikes, dude! <laughs> People are learning so much about me right no, it's now. All right, dude. It's fine. Don't worry. Well, I mean, can you, yeah, Steve is a beloved character on that show. He's also a dimwit. There's no way that, like, you shank him in Mexico and then steal his cocaine and then steal his his bike and then leave him in Mexico. Like, you wouldn't do that.
0: No. Probably not. Okay.
1: <laughs> it depends on the situation?
0: I, I just wouldn't go to Mexico with okay, him. Okay, that's fair. I wouldn't steal his credit card and leave him breadcrumbs of prostitutes to find me there. <laughs> yes <laughs> look at me mom that's the second time i've made that reference on this show <laughs> man th- this whole episode is just a callback to every episode i've ever that's done
1: that's it dude you it, <laughs> were just good at plugging things
0: i'm sorry swole tv look at me mom
1: <laughs> you have to he has to clip that now he has to use that
0: what were we talking about oh influences yeah probably comedy yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're laughing, we're laughing the whole time, so <laughs> yeah, it must be comedy. You
1: know, right? It's definitely i It's pretty sure.
0: Oh yeah, Ken Marino. big fan of his.
1: Yeah, yeah, I just like I, I just I've always liked comedy. I just don't know what it is. I mean, like A- Adam Sandler. I mean, mm-hmm. like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, classics. honestly. He, even his opinion. album,
0: I, his albums that he put out in the nineties, I still oh, they're yeah. still in my regular rotation. Oh
1: yeah, dude, those were good. Like people don't give him credit for that, although he was but, doing the same voices the he, entire time.
0: He. Gets a lot of flack because his style of comedy drastically changed after he had kids.
1: Yeah, for sure. I get that. I don't know. Hubie Halloween's tight, dude. I don't know. if you seen I, Hubie I Halloween? I haven't seen it yet. Wow, dude. Shout out Hubie Halloween. <laughs> shout out Hubie <laughs> Halloween. On yeah, available. Dude, shout <laughs> out Netflix for giving, giving Adam Sandler just another opportunity to shine.
0: They gave him so much money, and they just
1: let him do whatever he wants. (laughs) Truly, that movie is literally him just doing kind of whatever he wants. (laughs) And it's very apparent. There's just so much. Like, you're watching it, and you're like, all right, there's no way they're going to do poop here. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, no, they did it. Okay, cool. They (laughs) did it. Okay.
0: All right. So you had mentioned that uh, podcasting during the pandemic has been a very great creative outlet for you. Yeah. Other than the Falls Count Anywhere podcast, what uh, what other podcasts do you do?
1: No, nah, just that. I well, no, I you, also do, you do another one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I do. what well, I guess it's kind of like a YouTube live show is how we want to describe it. But uh, the the Hockey Talk Men. Yeah. with Pat George, who I, is by going time, to be an alum. At well, this by, by the time by this, this airs, time this day, he will yes. have been an alum. Yeah, so alum Pat George, of course. Yeah. Yeah. He was
0: He was part of the View Askew uh, Ranking Roundtable Yes, Check we have.
1: Out. This was actually uh, a heated uh, heated subject of debate for one of our pre-production meetings.
0: I, I just want you to know that the title of this episode is going to be Plugging, Ma- uh, Plugging <laughs> Brandon Youngblood. <laughs> I hope it's a license
1: <laughs> pl- No, Plugging Brandon uh, Youngblood. It blood. should be Plugging <laughs> Brandon Youngblood. <but> thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Thank you for knowing my audience. Thank you, <laughs> they'll love it. Oh, I, I keep forgetting what we're talking about. Everything, dude. Oh, we were, talk, we're talking about
0: your podcast. All right, yeah, so yeah. so let's lose some of the audience a little bit. Talk about God. wrestling because wrestling is something
1: that's talked about a lot on this that's show. Right. When when did you get into wrestling? How how old are you by the way? Thirty two. Okay, thirty two. Uh, I don't even know what age I was. I just I know that it was ninety two Royal Rumble because I thought Ric Flair Rick was Flair. the man. Like, I thought Ric Flair was like, I... I, I had seen it like way, way later. So like, there was like a video store that was by me, and they always had wrestling. And I was always just like, "Oh, that's the thing on TV that I'm not supposed to watch, but I do <laughs> want to watch it." So I would just like, I literally just asked the guy the one time. I was like, "What's the best one I can rent?" And he handed me that, and I was like, "All right, cool." And I watched it, and I was like, "Ric Flair's awesome. This is the greatest, <laughs> This is the greatest day of my life." And we like, went back, and I, I scrounged up like so much change, and I was like, "How many of these videos can I get with all these pennies here, sir?" And he was just like, "Just, <laughs> just take them, kid." He's like, "Just figure it out." It was nice. So what led to,
0: well, well, first, did you did you meet your Falls Count Anywhere co-host, Manny, doing
1: stand-up at the Comedy Zone? Yeah, I met him stand-up probably before that, probably at Lizard Lounge. I think it's like him and Mike were doing it for like a while before that. Uh, shout out Mike O'Donnell. I mean, yeah. no, sorry, we didn't say Mike before. I always associate those two with each other.
0: A boy in his fridge. Yeah, a boy in
1: his fridge. with Mike that, and Manny. That's,
0: that's Mike and Manny. Wow, dude, so good at plugging.
1: <laughs> you're you guys, you're lucky for that free ad. I yeah. don't, I don't normally give them out for other people. So, what, so what led to you
0: and Manny wanting to start a weekly wrestling podcast together?
1: Legit, we would just, it, I think it's just like car rides, just going to Mike's, because like we would go to open mics, I should say, because like we would, it was just like me and then like Manny and then a couple other people would just like carpool, and it's just. It would always just kind of be a thing because like when I would drive, Manny would be always be the person I'd drop off like last. So it was just kind of like, uh, what do I talk to this dude about? And I was like, hey, he loves wrestling. I like wrestling. Let's do this, dude. Let's just talk about wrestling. And it just kind of just became that eventually.
0: Isn't it kind of funny? And I think, I think Manny and I even talked about this on the show, just how many parallels there are with stand-up comedy and professional wrestling, oh yeah, especially in the in the in the road to stardom, right. that Both of them need to take. They're they're virtually identical in a it, lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, probably probably in more ways than any other two in the entertainment industry that you can put together.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, both involve being good on a mic, really. Yeah, You think about it. And then, uh, we don't take suplexes, although I kind of want to. No, no,
0: no. I, I, meant, I meant in regards to like you, you start out doing these small you know, clubs in front of almost no people and no pay, and oh, then yeah, maybe yeah. you get noticed a little bit, and you start doing it in front of some more people. I still people. want
1: powerbomb through a table. <laughs> I still want that to happen. I just, yeah. in the middle of my set, I want someone to Batista bomb me through a table. Oh, you told the wrong guy that. Okay, here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, well, I can't Batista bomb you because he sits out when he does it. That would hurt me too.
1: Nah, that's why I want it.
0: See, I would have to give you, like, an Undertaker last ride or or whatever the one that Kevin Nash did. The
1: jackknife where yeah. he just drops you yeah. <laughs>
0: straight down. I love that one. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I think the powerbomb is a very underrated move in wrestling.
1: It's, it, yeah, it is. It is. Wow, top three powerbombs go.
0: Well, we just named them.
1: Oh, you're right. Okay. I got th- I throw <laughs> Mike Awesome in there a lot.
0: You know what? Mike Awesome did have a good... When he, when he would power bomb like... Tanaka to the outside yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah just throwing Tanaka <laughs> out of a ring through flaming tables or or like he would take Spike Dudley and throw him into the crowd oh I love I did yeah he did clear yeah that's right he did do that <laughs> that's nuts dude did this
0: get ragdolled there there was a world wrestling all-stars pay-per-view I want to say it was out of Vegas that Scott Steiner was on yeah he interrupted a match between two midgets Okay. And and he power bombed one of them about eight rows deep. Really? Mm-hmm. Why
1: would he do? I oh, mean, it makes sense. Because he's Scott Snyder. It's Scott Snyder, dude. Yeah. The man The man who comes out with a with snow tigers during nitros. <laughs> the dude has an algorithm for how he's going to win matches. 100%. He's so smart. We just didn't know his full potential. We didn't think Oh, about I it did.
0: Dude. I did right off the bat.
1: I just saw the blonde hair. I was like, the he's The numbers
0: done. were on the wall, and they
1: spell disaster for you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. Oh, Snyder math reference, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on.
0: How many references are we going to make to yeah, conversation? Yeah, where else do you get that? How many references are we going to make that are to the conversation we had before we started recording? Probably
1: a lot more. Because that's I about like five we, or we six. We could
0: probably pull
1: this off. I mean, what else did we talk about?
0: Let's think about it. Well, uh, so we're, we're talking about the False Kind Anywhere podcast available anywhere you get your podcast. That's right. So what, what would you say is like, what, what separates your podcast from another wrestling podcast you can find out there?
1: I, I think we just try to make it accessible with jokes. We're just trying to do a lot of jokes. Just kind of be like, hey, look... Like, this thing is kind of silly at times. Like there's definitely, there's entertainment for sure in wrestling. And there's definitely people that take it seriously. You know, there's marks out there and there's all these people that are just like, no, dude, this is an industry. But like, there's a lot of funny things that happen in wrestling, and a lot of like silly things that we miss because we're trying to take it seriously. But then when you like go back and like, why? You're like, what did he just say on a microphone? Like, did he just say poop shoot? That's weird. <laughs> why? Because Jay and Simon Bob said it. <laughs> exactly. Moviepoopshoot.com, like, yeah. dot Shout out. Do you remember when they were just on random episodes
0: of Dynamite for like a month? Well, you know why that was. Why was that? Because him and Jericho were close. Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> so Kevin, Kevin Smith and Chris Jericho were He's friends. So weird. Chris Jericho was in Jane Silent Bob Reboot. He's going to be in Kevin Smith's next, next movie. That's why. They, they do podcasts together where they watch movies.
1: That. I didn't even think about that. Yeah,
0: that's the whole reason why they, why they were there. Amazing. How
1: did Jason Mewes feel about it, do you think? I don't know. I can't, like... He's probably like, am I getting paid for this, dude? Am I here for free? Because he's here for free. Like Kevin's just yeah. here for free. I'm not here to be here for free.
0: He's going to be paying off those new teeth that he got for the rest of his life. Oh, dude, those are some good chompers. No, they are not. <laughs> you don't like them? It's so distracting. <laughs> it's very distracting. If you go back and listen to the View Askew podcast that I did with Pat George, yes. I don't know if I mentioned it during it, but I ranked that movie last of all the ones that I had uh, ranked in that roundtable, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that Jason Mewes was way too distracting visually. That's fair.
1: I totally understand that. I didn't really like that one. That one was just like... Yeah.
0: I, I liked it when I saw it, but then when I rewatched it yeah. and the nostalgia value was all gone, the jokes didn't land as hard the second time. Really? hmm mm, Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm with that. I'm basically just rehashing everything that I said on the View School Ranking yeah, yeah. Roundtable that you can check out.
1: With Pat George. <laughs> with Pat <laughs> with George. With Pat
0: George. And Paul Miller and my best friend in the whole world, Dan Freed.
1: That's right. Thanks for
0: the bottle, dude.
1: <laughs> A little bit of the <laughs> well, bubbly. Yeah, dude. Even I'm thinking Dan. Come on. <laughs> this is Next level. Along with your podcast,
0: you you guys also have a Patreon site, which yes. is something that I yes. wanted to talk about because I don't really know that much about it. Ex- explain, I mean, I know more than probably the average person, but explain what a Patreon site is and mm-hmm. how it benefits your podcast.
1: So essentially, it's just kind of like another platform for you to use. But most, so most like, most places you will get podcasts, it's just gonna, it's just gonna be for free. You know, that's just it is what it is, but... Uh, it's it's kind of hard to do this like every week, like week in week out, and like have like expenses for stuff and just like it, it, so it, it's another. It's what kind of, de- what kind of expenses? Just uh, like I mean, hosting expenses in general, and just like things that you do in order to like put out the podcast. Like it's kind of weird that like you think about it, you're like okay, I got equipment and like all this stuff, and wow, I'm like five hundred dollars in the hole now. I'm making no money on this. Like it's weird. So it's like I'm a hey, couple. I'm a couple grand. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like it definitely like it, it adds up. So it's like. If you have this platform where you can do like different things, like, and it also helps with like helping your stuff stand out Mm -hmm. with against everyone else's because now it's like, okay, guys, we would $5 a month from you and we have this extra content, but it's like, what are you doing that's giving you extra content?
0: So the concept of Patreon is creating another platform in which you can put out content that you can't just get via your podcast. Yeah.
1: And people can subscribe to it. They can. A lot of people do video. Like with it, or also just do it where it's just like, oh, this is a bonus episode. So mm-hmm. like, uh, we're just doing an extra episode, and you can. Only well, it's not speed, just limited you know? to podcasters too. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah for sure. But for but sure. most most
0: podcasters they're they're putting content on there that you can't get yeah. via the regular source of which they put out their yeah, content, yeah, yeah. and people who are, it's it's basically just a way to support the show. Yeah, because podcasting there really isn't and unless you're selling ad space. Or like you're an affiliate with somebody, yeah. there really isn't a way to monetarily support a show, yeah. and this is a way for the people who listen to the podcast to be able to do that because it's it's like a monthly, almost like a membership fee. But with that membership comes exclusive content that you can't get just by listening to the free version of the podcast, right? Exactly.
1: That's exactly it. You nailed it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I know. Did you know that? I did know. That. How did you know that?
0: I uh, I, read I wrote it, on wrote your it down, shirt, <laughs> and I and I wrote it on a piece of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> you were taking notes <laughs> i hate you ha, it's Has, fun ha, like how does that work like do when when you guys decided to start the patreon page mm-hmm. was your first idea to put video of your podcast on there as exclusive content or did you have other ideas first
1: our first idea was what we were doing was we were just doing a free weekly show which was about like Forty-five minutes to an hour, which is kind of like everything that had happened in like the week in wrestling. Unless I'm on it, and then it's two hours long. If you're on it, it's a (laughs) three-hour shoot, dude. We're just we're out here slamming Miller lights the whole time. It's good. Carl Anderson shows up. It's it's, I love it, dude. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, knock on wood. I hope he doesn't show up here. That'd be bad.
0: No, I mean get the door.
1: Oh, what? Get the door. What am I getting the door for?
0: Many young blood. Welcome to Strong Words with Ian Strong with your host, Howard Finkel. We're talking shop.
1: Okay. (laughs) You ever listen to Talking Shop? (laughs) No, I have. I I didn't put two and two together real quick. Because I heard that shake and I was like, is that a doorbell? And I was like, your doorbell doesn't work. (laughs) No, my doorbell does not work. (laughs) I got very confused
0: for a second. No, I get it now. I love it. Oh, man, I, I if we haven't lost everyone by now, I guarantee we haven't. Totally.
1: Nah, dude, you guys should be here. You, you got to be here for a good fake impression. A good, bad fake impression.
0: Yeah, that was a good, bad fink. It was impression. The best, bad it, fink to, to, impression. To be fair, it's the first time I ever tried it.
1: <laughs> okay. I, I don't even want to. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I, just, I feel like I just sound like... I don't even know what that is. <laughs>
0: you gave up two words in. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was just like, I don't even like that. I don't like how it sounds already. I feel like you just have to take a lot of breaths... Yeah, in the I middle of your I
0: words i don't like doing that yeah. i like
1: doing impressions i, I right? feel I, I feel lightheaded now after trying yeah you try it's, yeah. it's too deep of a breath <laughs> exhaled it all out <laughs> and they just ran out did you just how? ejaculate that's what happened to fink dude yes
0: oh so that that's his style of of announcing is he just ejaculates all the words
1: yeah didn't you see the gobbledygooker <laughs> that's exactly what he did and it came out of that egg it's cut kind of like that's the fink's son it has to be. My mind is racing right now, okay. just thinking of
0: every time that Howard Finkel had ever announced. <laughs> and, and he's yes, ejaculating yes, as yes, he says yes, every yes, single yes, name. Yes, yes, Stone yes. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. And No! Yeah, and, no, I think it's just And News. I mean, never mind. You're right. It should just be an And New. And New is when it happens.
0: That's the secret to in-ring announcing. You just got to... I'm pretty you. sure Bruce Buffer wrote in a book about it. He's been. It's hard. called It's Time. He's been hard for
1: years. <laughs> Bruce Buffer it, has a book. It's called It's Time on Amazon.
0: It, well, it's not. It's not. It's Time on Amazon. It's called It's Time, and it's available on Amazon. Oh, okay. I got you. We're plugging everything. Good plug. Dude. It's Time.
1: Good plug. You think he'll use that? <laughs> he should use that. We should do, like, a cameo he, where we just plug things for people. By cameo, you mean, like, do. That,
0: that platform yeah, that in which people service. can pay us $5 to give them, like, a
1: happy birthday? Yeah, we yeah we can plug something for you guys. Just hit us up. <laughs> we'll talk about anything. Do you think we could sign up for cameo? I I wonder, I think you can. Like, you could definitely do it if you're, like, I'm a comedian, but I don't know, like, what credits you need to have for it or, like, necessarily, like, how much you charge for it, really.
0: I'll just tell them that I worked for the WWE, and, and if they ever say, like, I'm like, oh, I was an extra... And by that I mean I was in the crowd.
1: You could. Hey, we we interviewed uh, Bailey's uh, ex boyfriend. Yeah, but that the, was actually an on air role. Yeah, he yeah, played yeah, an yeah, on air yeah. role. True,
0: because like I know guys, and I'm not disrespecting them, but these guys are idiots.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> they'll
0: they'll get extra work, and by that I mean like they'll be security guards breaking up a brawl, or they'll. Be like a guy in a suit that Triple H walks past in the
1: hallway on his way to the ring. And then they'll credit themselves as saying they worked for the WWE. Those are all Vince's interns. Every single guy you see on a Blackberry just standing in a hall is Vince's interns. And he fires so many throughout the day that they had need to have that many there.
0: No, but but a lot of those guys are local indie workers that are getting paid really? like 200 to $250 Dude, how do to I do, do extra work. How do I do that? You, you have to submit a tape or, Silly. well, I, I guess it's 2021. You no, can't I'm do that anymore. submit the tape. Like, and it's, it's usually the same guys too, because there are guys that I worked in my indie career uh-huh. that still occasionally show up on Raw when they're in Baltimore or Hershey or Philly yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, whenever they're in, the, and, and the way that they get treated is so weird because like they're not allowed to like talk to people. Not just right? that, but, like, they like they have, the, like, their own little room that they have to be in until they're needed on set. And I'm using set in quotation marks. <laughs> yeah, words. yeah, yeah. But, like, to me, like, I, I understand that that's how a lot of guys got their foot in the door. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't brag about that. No. Because I, I know guys, like I said, I've worked them in my indie career that I, I one of them was just on Raw a couple of weeks ago. Blowing up his social media pages of a screenshot of where you can see him in the background.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I'm about to get that name off air, but I just, that's funny. He, 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 was a, he was a terrible worker, by the way. That's funny, though. I,
0: I, I wrestled him once in Kaiser, West Virginia. It, <laughs> Sounds it, good, dude. It, it, was, it was him, and he had a manager at the time, and I wanted to do a spot where I dove from the top rope, or from the corner, yeah. to the outside, do a crossbody on top of the two of them, yeah. and the two of them parted like the fucking Red Sea. I may have touched one with my toes and the other with my finger—my fingertips. I don't like that. No. I don't
1: like that one bit. That's not safe.
0: Yeah. Why would you, you agree to do that before we go out there and then not do that?
1: Exactly. I don't like that. That's in business for yourself right there. And then
0: I still put him over. <laughs>
1: of course. That's why, dude. Of course. That's exactly why are we talking about, about me? I said that's I wasn't he... going to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but that's exactly what it was. He's like, I don't know. I don't think I'd do anything for this kid. Well, no, I, I mean, by put him over, I mean I did the job. Yeah, yeah, Because I'm a professional. That's what I was supposed to do. Yeah, he's not. Clearly. That's fine. Yeah. And then
0: he got to be... On s- on screen, on Raw, for half a second.
1: Cool, dude. Have fun in the background, dude. You guys always get beat up by Shayna Baszler, which is pretty funny to me. I like that. Was he, or are you one of the dudes that got choked out by Shayna? I love that. I love when he, she does that. Or else... I love uh, the new narrative of just uh, Nia Jax. We're definitely losing listeners, aren't we, yeah. right now? That's fine. Nia Jax is putting uh, Peyton Royce through an announce table every week. Or it's Lana. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Lana. Sorry. If it was Peyton Royce, people would be mad. Oh, yeah. Peyton Royce, people they.
0: be <laughs> Because it's Lana, they're like, oh, it's because Rusev left. Do you think that's what it is? I don't think it is, because they let him go.
1: That'd be hilarious. <laughs> let her go. <laughs> Listen, you're getting receipts for his shit. <laughs> We're tired of you.
0: He went to AEW. You're going through the announce table every Monday Bro, for the they next already, year. They
1: already made her the Russian lady that came out with steel drums in her music. Like, it made no sense. It, yeah. it never made any sense. It was super bizarre. And a saxophone. Oh, dude, it's banger that's a banger of a theme <laughs>
0: but but it's like that's like the standard theme song that they give in like every sexy woman who never could wrestle
1: yeah yeah you're kind of right like they gave it sure. to, like
0: they gave it to mandy rose until they started pushing her dude, dude mandy's great mandy's great how dare you shout out to mandy and that ass yes wow
1: 100 dude very athletic <laughs> we very much appreciate your athleticism mandy rose to we'll see what you're doing great great work you peach
0: Great work! I'm only laughing because Dan's wife's name is Peach. Oh, okay, cool. And so every time, every time that she would get called Peach, it just made me laugh.
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: Peach! Shout out to Peach! Yeah, multiple times,
1: multiple times strong words alumni. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Unlike Pat George, who was a one time. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have him back at some point. Okay. And I'll have you back at some point. Okay. Two time, can't wait. Yeah. I want to be like Booker T. I want to be five time. That's gonna be a lot. That's hard. Okay, we'll, well do Well,
0: uh, we'll we'll have to come up with things for you because right now we're really stretching for material. <laughs> That's fine. <hard. laughs>
1: <laughs> right now we're just doing fake ad reads for people.
0: Like they don't love yes. this. <laughs> we're we're just we're literally plugging everything except our own stuff.
1: <laughs> we're just not talking about us at all. It doesn't matter.
0: Well, what what do you what do you see? Let's get back to you. What do you yeah. see as the future for you in comedy?
1: I don't know, man. It's like it's really weird right now, and I feel like. To say that you have a future in comedy right now is kind of like a little bit of a far fetched idea.
0: All right. Well, then paint me your ideal future. Say the world has gone back to some type of normal stuff.
1: Yeah. 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 I I, like, I think I just like kind of like writing more than I do actual stand up, but I feel like I'm very like natural at doing it. So Mm -hmm. I, you got a face for podcasting.
0: Yeah. I definitely (laughs) got a face for podcasting
1: for sure. I will agree with that. I say, I say that knowing where I tip the scales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but I just, I, I don't know. I just like doing it, to be honest with you. Like, I kind of don't really have, like, a ceiling for myself or being, like, this is what I want to do. And maybe I should have, like, some aspirations or goals in it, but, like... Just on the fact that I can, like, get up on a stage and people, like, give me their time and laugh at me or, like, just even want to listen to me is, like, pretty cool. I mean, honestly, it doesn't really matter. Do do you want it to lead to you getting more feature work? Yeah, I mean, I would love for that. It's always fun to get paid for doing the thing that you actually enjoy to do mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, your actual job where you're just like, oh, I fucking hate being here, it's bad. But I maybe someday it'll work itself out that way. But, I I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's, like, it's it's weird to say, like, you have, like, lofty expectations because, like... I think, as far as like locally, a lot of us know that we're just like okay, it's kind of just been like one dude, and also he got fired from SNL, so it's like, what? <laughs> like that's that's us. That's what we. Well, that's that's our ceiling to shoot for. Well, and it's
0: funny that you say that because like people like us pay attention to like writing credits when it comes to especially like comedy movies and comedy TV shows yeah. and things like SNL and stuff. There are so many talented and funny people who have written for all these things that you never know who they are because you could never put a face to the name. And like, that was always something that to me that like, I never wanted to be, but there's room for it. There's so much more room for it than there is on air. Yeah yeah, or yeah in front of a camera for sure. You know for for every Stephen Colbert there's 30 people in a room writing jokes for him.
1: I just found out like a friend of a friend was like a writer on for like ridiculousness. I was like they have writers? Like that's literally them reacting to videos. Yeah. Like that's so weird. I was like I, you're right. I guess I can get a job e- even, anywhere really. E- even like Daniel Tosh like that show yeah. if you look at the credits he's got like 12 writers. That would I would I would have loved it's last season, but I would love that. That would mm-hmm. be uh, you know what that's my dream right now. You know job. what I
0: I hope it's my hope that they do end up landing on another network, because I read that they're shopping it around. Oh, okay. I hope and, they do. And, you know, opposite of a shout out to Comedy Central for dropping Tosh because it's a live action show as yeah, opposed anyways. to animated reboot. Is that what they're doing? They, they're trying to focus more towards animated shows because they are less costly to make.
1: It's funny because he definitely like will plug every failed animated television show that's ever happened on that network before they go to it's commercial. A, it's a family
0: guy move. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, like uh, Comedy Central's bringing back Beavis and Butthead. Really? Yeah. Is this and, and is Mike, this Mike and Judge? Mike Judge is attached to it. Okay. So I'm on board for that. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Did you watch sure. the season that they randomly did like three or four years?
1: No, it was probably more like five or six years ago on MTV. I think I have. I think I've seen that. It, it was, I remember there's like newer stuff. I was like, what is this? It was
0: great content. And I loved the fact that they still watched MTV, but because they don't play videos anymore, they're doing commentary on like Jersey Shores. Yes, Teen okay. Mom. So that's
1: what it was. Yeah. was what I saw was, th- was those things. I
0: actually just purchased that DVD last week. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to get one then. Yeah, I'm going to have to it, get one myself. It's like 10 bucks on Amazon. Okay. Go get it. All right. Why use, why my, use my affiliate link on the strongwords.buzzsprout.com site. Yes,
1: dude. So good at <laughs> plugging.
0: God. I'm getting more energy with every plug we do. Well, it's funny because whenever I do my outros for all of these episodes, I always end up plugging my stuff and the, and the guest's stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm not going to have to plug anything to. because we've, that's all we've been doing it's, this whole episode is just whole plugging. Episode. Just
1: plugging me. You plug me. I plug you. And We just plug up. We're, We're just, just plugging each other. Two boys. I love the plug. That's all, dude. <laughs> just back, back and forth for forever. Just plugging away. We are just a couple of plugging <laughs> men. <laughs> this is so bad, dude. <laughs> plug me in. Plug me in is so funny. Uh, isn't it I'm though? not giving that enough credit. That's really I would I probably would have crashed my car laughing about that. Would it Would it be as funny if it wasn't an electric car? It wouldn't be as witty. Yeah. 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 For sure. So yeah, I don't know. It would be, I would just be like, okay, that's that's funny in general. But well, because it's that, I'm like, oh, now I get it.
0: Well, okay. well, going back to what you said, like as I get older and the concept of comedy seems a lot more appealing to me, even though I still do a lot of like stage performing with my my band and not so much. I mean, not with wrestling. I haven't done that for years. But yeah. The idea of writing for a show, I can see the appeal to it now more than ever, especially in today's climate with COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. And that's a that's a really interesting avenue to look at because, I mean, nowadays, you know, podcasts are everywhere, so there's content creators all over the place. But to be like a writer, a genuine writer for, for something like that, I could totally see like that being right up your alley
1: yeah it's, it's like it's i think it's like in the past like two years is like what i've like focused more on and i guess like as far as like even like comedy goes it's definitely like being like okay so how do i make these stories more entertaining like how do i punch these up because i feel like that's a lot of like what writing is it's kind of just like okay here's this loose premise that we have like go ahead and do your thing and you're like okay so how do i get them from point a to point b to point c like how do i do that it's just I don't know. It's fun. I love the craft of it. To be honest with you, it's just so fun to like think about it. You're just like, oh, well, people laugh at this? And then you try it, and they do, and you're like, oh, nice, dude, I did it. I didn't think I was gonna do it. I didn't think I pulled it off, but here I am.
0: What What would you say is the the best response you'd ever gotten from a crowd? Do you remember like a specific
1: one? Uh, there's There's several. <laughs> I don't know how, my personal favorite or just uh. Okay, sure. We got time. Okay, so uh, I do this one. I do this uh, one bit about uh, how how I look like my. My ex had told me I looked like a snowman when we were having sex. And I was like, that's weird that you think I look like a snowman because the snowman is like, it's round head and then like a well-manicured beard guy and then it's one giant testicle because that's what a snowman (laughs) is. Like, that's how that works. And, And so like... I, like that got to get reacted, and then some lady like immediately after she was like, "No, your balls don't look that big," and I was like, "Why are you looking at them? <laughs> like, stop! That isn't an open invitation for you to just take a gander. Like, don't do that." I didn't like that.
0: Hey, you you opened the door and in inviting them in.
1: Afterwards, though, she came out. She bought she bought me a beer, which was funny. And then she kept calling me the snowman man. And I remember Mike O'Donnell was with me, and he was like, "I'm so mad at you right now because you have groupies, and I've never had." It's <laughs> like I get it. That's funny. It was like the first time I ever hosted, too. And he was like, dude, I've been here so many times. Nobody comes up and talks to me. You got a beer bought for you? He's like, you
0: got groupies? What's going on here? Before I joined uh, my band, Dead Cowboy, they were doing a gig together at this bar in Mechanicsburg. Shout out Mechanicsburg, home of Brett Michaels,
1: dude. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> dude. My my mom used to own a like a postal service, and his dad would come in there like every day. Like he had a, like he had like a mailbox in this place. He didn't trust like an actual mailbox. He had a PO box. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. So I was there, and this was back when I was
0: wrestling. So I was in much better shape, much leaner. And back then, I could kind of see it, but I'm not going to dwell on this too long. But I kind of looked like Matt Damon. Okay. And this girl who was in there that was just hammered, drunk. She couldn't be convinced that I wasn't Matt Damon. Okay. She bought me and my lady friend beers all night. And she would even say things like, I know you're not Matt Damon's wife because I know what Matt Damon's wife looks like and you're not Matt Damon's wife. What but like, the, like, what are you doing here? And I was like, hmm, she's like, she like, Matt, what are you doing here? And I said, Ben and I are shooting some scenes in Harrisburg. Yep. And- <laughs> <laughs> she gave her the round around, dude. What'd you tell her? I-, I told her Ben and I are shooting some scenes in Harrisburg, and this is an old friend of mine, so I met her for a
1: drink. Amazing! <laughs> Did you tell him what it was for at all? You're just like I'm just shooting scenes. I,
0: I-, I said it's another Kevin Smith
1: film. Oh, Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Normally, she's like I don't know who that is. I was like, you know, Jane
1: Silent Bob? Nah, eh, no.
0: No? Really? Oh. Now, at the end of the night, like after she bought me my third beer, she was like, just so you know, I know you're not really Matt Damon. Yeah, okay. you really look like Matt Damon. That's
1: after the bartender was like, And then once I want... started
0: putting on this weight, I, uh, people started calling me Fat Damon. Oh, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> one, Sorry, I do like that. That's one right. one day that will be my stage name at open mic. Fat Damon? Fat Damon. Oh, no. I'll be so excited that day when it <laughs> happens. i like, he's returned, Fat Damon. Check it out Thursday night at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone. You'll see Fat Damon performing.
1: You have to do it the Thursday after this now. <laughs> you absolutely have to Fat Damon the Thursday after this comes uh, out. Now, now. I
0: got to write a song. About Fat
1: Damon, dude. Yeah. See? There you go. Where's that? <laughs> Setting goals for you in comedy.
0: Damn it. Now, are you daring me to do that? Is that? Like, yeah, is this y- yes Yeah, this is your yes week.
1: <laughs> no, it can be whatever, dude. Like I feel like a, like... Characters in general kind of get like people kind of boo that now because they're mm-hmm. like, Oh, dude, that's improv. And you're like, nah, I don't know, man. Like, you can just kind of like be like, Oh, this is this funny voice that I do. Like, Borat oh, is improv. Exactly. That's exactly what I bring up every single time. I'm like, Borat's like comedy gold, mm-hmm. but it's literally just him improving a real life situation and reacting to how these people are reacting. Like,
0: I feel like, and, and I'm not trying to take away the genius that is Sasha Baron Cohen. No. I feel like I could do that. Kind of, if you get the right people, for sure. Not 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 even so much the right people. Like if I just had like the right character, yeah, like I could yeah. roll with the punches, and maybe maybe I may not be as funny, but I would be just as convincing. It was way wilder on the Ali
1: G show. In my, oh like, yeah, in my opinion, totally. Like that stuff was like. That's why I was just like, okay, you have a show, you can write it, you can seek out the correct person for this. But even like Borat, like Borat and Bruno too.
0: Seth Rogan used to write for Ali G show. Really,
1: mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's yep. awesome yep see I pay attention to the credits that's awesome I didn't know that dude I, there's always one thing I quote from that from that show He, I forget what he's doing he's with a dude and he's playing the accordion or whatever. and he keeps playing C&C Music Factories Everybody Dance Now and he's like everybody dance now C&C Music Factory I just do that all the time I, I, I
0: always remember and this is awful but he got a whole bar full of rednecks to sing a song yep. called Throw a Jew Down the Well yep, yep. <laughs> so my country can be free
1: it's <laughs> so good, dude. You must grab him by his horn. It's wild because people are just like, I know this song. You're like, that's not a real song. <laughs> you no. know, that's not on the and jukebox. And people are
0: clapping and singing along. Like, that's the genius that Asasha Barakov is. Because even if you look at the new Borat movie, which I yeah. assume that you've seen, yes. he's getting people to say, you slice him up like the Saudis do, yep. gas him up like we did the Jews. You know, it's objectively terrible that yeah. people are singing that, but the fact that he is able to make people do that through a character, mm-hmm. and and they believe him as this character, uh, again, maybe maybe I couldn't pull that off.
1: He's so good at but I himself. but I feel like
0: I could I could almost like method act a character.
1: If oh, I, like, for sure, for sure. I definitely like he. He rules, too, because even like Talladega Nights, I mean, mm-hmm. like, he's great in that movie, too. And I like didn't know that was him for the longest and time. And his
0: name is Johnny Girard, yeah. which, shout out to Suicide Puppets bass player, Johnny Suicide.
1: Oh, is that... Is that, you, is that's, that his, that's his shoot name. That's his shoot name? Yeah. Okay. Wow, dude. So, so he's gonna have a stalker. So
0: uh, check out Tales of Living and Dying on Slaughter Ridge Road, available now. There you go. Their their new album that just dropped in October. There you go. Great Boom. plug. Dude, Nailing it. So All good. day. I'm looking at
1: the koozie over here. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Got the koozie, got some buttons, got some picks and uh, a little... Figure in effigy. <laughs> it's,
1: an, it's like a voodoo. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little. That's exactly what it is. I like that. That's cool. That's awesome.
0: Well, hey man, I gotta, I gotta wrap this up. But uh, it's, it's been great getting to talk to you and Absolutely. actually get to know you a little bit. I know right? because when you had me on the False Gun Anywhere podcast, I feel like we like i said at the beginning of this that i made a new friend yes. and and we we are so much alike there's a lot that, of kinship that I, here f- that i feel like we may have to get you to that 5 time 5 time 5 time 5 time 5 time guest I can't spot can't wait i can't wait because as of right now i think i can only count on maybe one or two hands how many t- how many people have been on here 5 times or more yeah it, it may just be shout out dan and shout out dave sharp
1: as long as i beat shark boy
0: shark boy content wise he can go for more hours now he 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 texted me I'll have to show you what it said (laughs) because I told him that we totally buried him before we started (laughs) well uh, like I said man it's been great to talk to you and thanks for coming by absolutely thank you for having me man Thanks again to Brandon Youngblood for coming on to the show and talking to me about damn near everything and anything. I had such a good time sitting down with him, and I'm looking forward to the next time I actually get the chance to do that, which is going to be when I make my triumphant return to the Falls Count Anywhere podcast that he co-hosts with friend of the show, Manny Santiago, a little bit later this week. Check out Brandon on Instagram at Youngblood666. The False Count Anywhere podcast and his other podcast, Hockey Talk Man, with friend of the show, Pat George, are both under Pat's Baby Mermaid Productions channel on YouTube. You can check them out, like, subscribe, follow all that stuff there. But check out all my social media platforms as well Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Ian Strong Words. I'll make sure to put up whenever that episode goes live. You can also follow for updates on the Falls Count Anywhere podcast on Instagram at fca pod. And if it's safe and we're actually able to do it, you can usually catch Brandon performing stand-up live at the Harrisburg Comedy Zone Thursday nights during their open mic night. Check out his Instagram page again, YoungBlood666, for updates on that. You can also find the Harrisburg Comedy Zone on Facebook for updates as to whether or not they're hosting open mic. And while you're liking, following, subscribing, leaving ratings, comments, stars, views, all that stuff, to all of the stuff that Brandon and Pat are doing... If you would please take the time to do the same thing for my podcast as well. Follow, subscribe, leave me a rating, write me a review. All those things are very helpful to the show itself. So that'll do it for another episode of Strong Words with Ian Strong. But come back two weeks from today as I have a super show for you. A Super Bowl show for you. A Super Bowl preview show for you with three of my best friends who also happen to know more about football than anybody else I know. Friend of the show, Captain Awesome Dan Freed's going to be joining me. Of course he is. Along with... Phil Daneker, who was one of the panelists for the Ranking Roundtable Quentin Tarantino Films Edition. He was also the guy that helped me do my anniversary show. And for the first time, our buddy that we've mentioned plenty of times on the podcast, JB is going to be here. We're going balls deep inside the NFL. See what I did there? Because we got our own JB, we got our own Phil, and then Dan and myself, are going to be breaking down the NFL season this year and looking forward to the big game Which is taking place Sunday, February 7th, but the Monday before that, February 1st, right here on Strong Words with Ian Strong. It's an NFL Super Bowl preview show with my aforementioned guests. But in between time, as I say every episode, stay safe out there. Spend a little time every day doing something that you love. And if you got something to say, keep your words strong. How strong? Ian Strong. Strong Words!